Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote, comment. All of that will be very pleased and you'll be very thankful you did because I think we have 12 videos programmed and scheduled for this weekend, some ludicrous amount of stuff. Um, so you got a lot of stuff to look forward to. I'm here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment. Now, it's going to be a standalone on Friday night, but that's nothing against Tom. That's just because I got a chance to get Chris Childers from SiriusXM that took the normal Friday Locked On show. So how you doing, Tom? Hey, I'm doing great. Well, since this is a little bit different, um, I, I wanted to get your opinion on the over-unders from FanDuel. We're going to bring that up in a second. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Chris Marshall situation, and then I'll tell you about Zachary Franklin, so, who I think on three um, posted maybe there had been contact between Ole Miss and him. He's an All-American wide receiver out of UTSA. But let's start off with the over-unders. Now, the one thing I'm interested in, Tom, what's the first thing of this that stands out? Well, to be completely honest with you, I think that some of the folks are rated a little too high. Um, I, I, I don't like the Alabama 10 and a half. I, I really don't. Um, Georgia's having some issues at quarterback, but they'll be okay. Uh, Tennessee has a quarterback that I've yet to see be very accurate. Now, he may be extremely accurate, but... Uh, then you get down to Ole Miss and it's seven and a half wins. I think our floor is six and our ceiling is nine. That's in the regular season. And the only reason I think that way is we have a, a probably one of the top five toughest schedules in the country. Uh, A&M was seven and a half wins. Uh, that's right about where, you know, Texas eight and four usually lands. Uh, I would, could the Kentucky one, is kind of surprising because they've got the uh, quarterback from North Carolina State in Auburn. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, my big thing that I see here is Auburn because Hugh Freeze is working the portal and they're going to be a lot more improved ball club this year. I, I don't take anything away from Hugh Freeze. Uh, he is a good X and O's guy and he's a good recruiter and in this new world of the portal I'm sure he can shine in that as well I think State could win more than six and a half games for sure uh, I, to be completely honest with you I don't think Florida's gonna win more games than Vandy but that's me and that's about all I'm gonna contribute to this portion yeah um, when you look at this my mortal locks on this board the people that are just absolutely, in my opinion, mortal locks, and that is Vandy over, Florida yep. under, Mississippi yep. State under, and Ole Miss over. I, 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 I hope mm. and pray you're right for the mm. Ole Miss over. Uh, the one thing that I worry about for Mississippi State, I mean, I saw their spring game and it was a mess. It's not an offense that I think uh, – their quarterback, Will Rogers, can thrive in. Uh, it, it requires a stronger arm, in my opinion, than he has. 
but that's just my opinion. We don't know. It was, you know, it was like us with defense. It was, uh, you know, just a few practices with a brand new offense. So, so I'll, I'll give them that. But yeah, it, I'm should... hoping. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm hoping we get a couple more pieces in the portal. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I'm old school, but. When the top three is Alabama, Florida State, and Ole Miss for a safety, and the guy and the kids from Alabama, I just don't know if we're going to get him or not. But I'd love to have him. Yeah, uh, but you'd rather love- be be in these big boy conversations with recruits and transfers than not. Right. I think oh, God. I, I think some people just don't want to t- be told no more than they want to get told yes. And, and I, I, right, but we don't yeah. mind be getting told. no. You know, uh, I, the the kid from UTSA. I this this portal stuff happened so quick. I didn't even know about him. Yeah, you know, uh, and Z- Zachary Franklin's his name, wide receiver out of yep. UTSA. I think Zach Barry had something about him on on three. Uh, he's an All American wide receiver. Had over ninety catches, back to back eighty catch seasons, twenty five touchdowns over yeah, two I'll years. Trey um, Harris, yeah, you know, added to the receiver mm-hmm. room. Um. I'll take that. I mean, yeah. that's one thing I like about Lane Kiffin. He, 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 he's like, no, I know this kid has all the talent in the world, but he's not fitting in. He's a square peg in a round hole, and out he goes. Wish him luck. You know, yeah. a lot of a lot of people do that. I mean, you know, it kind of, kind of, kind of gut punched me at first because I saw the spring game and he was a, our best receiver. Mm-hmm. But I tell you something that I saw today, and I don't know where it was at, but it made me happy. The number three ranked tight end in in the country on this poll was Priestcorn, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm pretty pretty impressed with that. Now we he didn't do a whole heck of a lot in the spring game, but I think that was probably by design. Uh, but you know, it's it's good to know that we we we've got options at tight end i uh saw something and i think it was you but i i I don't want to give credit to you if it wasn't you but i uh saw where we might be playing uh uh dadgummit suntarian perkins uh in that wheel uh my brain's not working right. Oh, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, that Jack position. Yeah, that was, that was my video this morning. And basically I talked about that. It was actually yesterday morning that they need to be creative with Suntarian. Um, you have this ability where you're missing a certain fit at the Jack position. He might be a fit in the Husky role and you have a chance to move him around to both to really mess with the offense, kind of do a Harold Perkins like thing. And I, I, I think oh, yeah. that would, I think that would be a, good move for Suntarian in this defense in year one because you can put him on the edge and just tell him to go with the quarterback. You can drop him on the outside and let him just be a linebacker. I'm telling you, he's the best field he's ever – he's the best player on the field every field he's stepped on. The first time he might not be will be the first day of practice. Um, so well, we'll, I, we'll see. Yeah, I completely agree. He's He is, he is an unbelievable talent. You know, he's an unbelievable talent. I mean, he's, you know, definitely a five-star talent. And I hope he, he does well and, and stays healthy at Ole Miss. I do think that 
you know, we're still probing on the defensive line, uh, looking for some talent. It's funny. If you notice, he's almost treating it like an NFL roster. Malone leaves. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, I got to find another defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's kind of his MO. He's plugging holes. Mm-hmm. And the same way with Marshall. And if you get a, if you get a kid that had 90 catches, uh, last year and was an all-american and, and replaced marshall that's fine because i mean we got marshall based on his his talent not on his productivity so you getting somebody that's proven productive just like uh trey from uh la tech they're proven so that's that that that's fine with me i you know i i don't get jacked around like I used to. Of course, it may have something to do with what I just went through for the past year. But, you know, my perspective is a little bit more, uh, a little bit different. I, uh, you know, I had a friend of mine said, Kiffin doesn't win 10 games this year and go to the Sugar Bowl. He's on the hot seat. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. You know, Uh, this is a work in progress. And I know it's, you know, it's, been a couple of years now this is his fourth year mm-hmm. but he's uh he has totally transformed this roster so i am looking forward to finalizing the roster see what we have make sure you know in my mind like it matters what the depth pieces are we have and uh i think we're gonna be fine i, I really do i i think that we are going to be the third best team in the West. Yeah, but behind and, and LSU, there's a chance Ole Miss could get LSU in Oxford. It's at home, you know. Mm-hmm. You never know. You yeah. never know that advantage is important. Because, like I said, when we put those over unders at the beginning, we get Alabama in mm-hmm. September. They have two new quarterbacks, right. and they don't have a quarterback. At, the two new quarter. Two new coordinators, and they don't have a quarterback at the moment. Everybody talks about talent. Well, Nick Saban, it's still going to take a minute for them to get going. So they're gettable. And I, they are gettable. I, I watched uh, – my brother's a huge Notre Dame fan, so I got to watch the kid that they just brought in. And uh, he is nowhere near the talent level of the quarterbacks they've had over the past five, six years. So, I mean, he may be better than what they have, but he's not going to be what we're used to seeing. So, I I think there's a there's a possibility that we will uh we could sneak up on them. I mean, it's in it's in Tuscaloosa, but we could sneak up on them. You know, yeah. we Georgia's not perfect, but of course, you know, that's going to be a rough one. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on how healthy we are. You yeah, know, you we can- get you can't convince me that even LSU last year wasn't a fluke. The way it is. Oh ended. no, no. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, it was. they they could regress to an eight and four type team, and just what they were under at Orgeron. It could yep. be like when Houston Nutt was at Ole Miss, and he took over with that Orgeron's players, and it slowly got worse and worse and worse. There's Susan's- a lot of stuff. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I used to get a kick out of him. I remember him recruiting some kid that didn't last long. That uh, from from it was a like a single A powerhouse in Georgia. And he said, "Yeah, this kid reminds me of Monk." And then you know, 
and Ricky reminded him of McFadden. You know, mm -hmm. he had all these people reminded him of those people. You know, Kite reminded him of Aloja Butu or whatever his name was. It just, mm -hmm. you know, but it, it didn't materialize. You know, we, we, God bless his heart. He was the quarterback killer. He yeah. really was. <laughs> oh, goodness. That, that, that was a mess. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, Brian Smith comes by, your new recruiting analyst for Locked On. He will come by and we'll drop that episode at 7 Eastern, 6 Central like we normally do on Saturday mornings. We're doing an intro thing with recruiting with Camarion Franklin and Jamonte Waller and Damon Williams in the first episode to kind of let him get his feet wet a little bit. We're going to get a little bit more specific as this goes. Anyway, thank you very much, Tom, for stopping by. And it's been fun always, bud. Hey, you take care, man, and hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.